Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, whenever you're listening to this. Um, this is Marissa, the host of the Well Living Podcast. It's been a little while since I've recorded. I've had a couple episodes come out that I kind of recorded a little bit earlier and this whole week I've been wanting to record a podcast, but I just haven't got myself to do it. And I'm almost a little bit forcing myself to do it now. <laughs> um, I'm sure that you are all aware that we are in this time of the great pause, as I'm calling it. Yep. The coronavirus has caused all of us to isolate ourselves, whether that be, you know, it looks different for a lot of different places in the country and in the world, but most places I feel like are sheltering in place, social distancing, you know, just a lot of different things happening. Uh, relating to all of this and it's a very interesting time and I feel like that's kind of the only way I can explain it Um, for me it's been interesting I've been off of work now for about a week and a half going on Wednesday it'll be two weeks And we're supposed to be out of work until April 8th. But depending on how everything goes, everything's going to be reevaluated on Friday, this coming Friday, April 3rd, to decide whether or not we can go back to work, if we're going to go back to work early, what the deal is. And that's just really interesting to me because, I don't know, this is all just so crazy. And... I don't know how much I want to talk about it really, but it's just caused a lot of things for me to think about, I guess. One, I'm really thankful that I'm able to have kind of a little break from the office and from work, especially being 30 weeks pregnant now. I'm definitely getting to that point um, where I want to slow down and not have so many obligations and be able to rest more and relax, um, figure out what things I need for my baby, especially now because all of this, my baby shower that was supposed to be at the end of April is not going to be happening, which is okay. It's kind of sad, mostly not necessarily because of like all the gifts and all that kind of stuff, but mostly just because my mom literally loves throwing baby showers and just any kind of party for people. And so I was really excited for her to get to throw mine. And now that's going to look a little bit differently. So it's just interesting. It's just an interesting time. And now instead of just putting things on my registry all willy nilly, I need to think about the things that we actually need. And be a little bit more objective, try and figure out what the heck is going on, pretty much. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of, kind of caused me to just slow down a little bit. And I am definitely somebody who enjoys doing nothing. (laughs) 
uh, call it laziness, call it self-care, call it what, call it what you want. But I love being able to go at my own pace, slow down, relax, not have an agenda. That's actually one thing that John and I like kind of bonded over when we first got together was like never having an agenda, just going with the flow. If we went on a road trip, we went on a road trip. We figured out what we were going to do just kind of on the fly of things, just not being stressed and not having plans is sometimes the best gift that we could ever have and ever receive. And in our world, that's really challenging. Um, when I say our world, I mean our world in America, in this very privileged and beautiful country that we live in. We're always going, 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 whether that be you know, like we're just constantly stimulated and overstimulated and looking at social media and seeing what everybody else is doing and getting busy and just always feeling like we need to be busy. And that's one of the things I feel like this time, the great pause <laughs> is teaching a lot of people is that it's okay to slow down. It's okay to relax. It's okay to not have a plan it's okay to not be busy and that again can be really challenging because when we slow down we actually have to think about things we have to think about thoughts that we don't want to usually think about we have to be alone literally just being alone can be really challenging for people i know that's challenging for myself at times we just bought a new house and we've been staying over there and we've had people helping us get our property ready and we're redoing our fence lines and just all kinds of things are happening and so I've been around people for like the last week and on Thursday I decided that I was going to stay home in the Grand um, to rest because my body was telling me that I needed to slow down and rest and I was talking to my mom on the phone and I was like, well, I'm kind of lonely. <laughs> and she was like, well, you've been around people for like this whole week. So you just need to take some time, put on a Netflix show and hang out. And watching TV is so challenging for me. I just can't focus on it. I have to be super interested in whatever the show is and keep my phone away from me because I just want to not even pay attention to it. My friends hate watching shows with me because I want to talk the whole time. And yeah, it's just not my thing. Most days our TV doesn't even get turned on in our house. And I appreciate that because I prefer quality time over <laughs> watching TV. Um, just being able to chat and visit and listen to music or anything else just sits better with me. And so during this quarantine, I've really been trying to make myself listen to, or not listen, excuse me, watch television shows, um, watch the news here and there, definitely picking and choosing how much and when I'm listening to the news and what news source I'm listening to, because I don't know, the media is interesting, especially during this time this whole pandemic scare 
And when the stuff first started coming out, I really was like, I just feel like this is scare tactics and I just feel like this is fear-based. And and maybe it is, but it's also very real. So I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are on this. But I do know that I'm trying to stay healthy and I'm trying to feed my body nourishing things. I've also been eating super delicious things like pizza and ice cream because I love them. (laughs) But also during this time, you know, it's really important for us to support our local businesses because they are hurting. I mean, they really are. I remember like when the, all of this stuff first started happening and restaurants were only doing takeout and the, you know, they still are, but in the very beginning of it, I went and ordered from uh, my favorite Mexican restaurant and I was talking to the owner and he was just so sad. And so, you know, eating out during this time, I feel like is okay. And we can also choose healthy things when we eat out, but if we don't, that's all right. And especially like, I feel like food, like in, in Indian culture, like food is always the center of all things. Like if somebody comes over to your house, you offer them food. If you go to somebody's house and they offer you food, you say yes. Like you just eat their food because it's, it's a cultural norm. It's something that needs to be done. And food brings people together. Food makes people feel warm and welcome. And so during this time, I think that, you know, being with our families, eating good food is something that is keeping us together and keeping us alive and helping us remember what's important. And I think that's what I always like to look at, like, what's the deeper meaning behind things, not just the surface level thought of this is a virus, this is a pandemic. But like, why? Like, why would this be happening? And for so long, you know, Indian people were in a lot of our, in all of our creation stories, because the creation stories basically would be essential to like an Adam and Eve story, how the human came to be. They're different for native people all across the country, depending on where you live. Um, And it's usually has to do with the foods and the resources that are in that area and that are accustomed to that particular tribe um, or region of people. And the basis in all of the creation stories, even though they might be different, is that we are part of the earth. And as long as we take care of the earth, the earth will take care of us. And when colonization began happening and Western civilization came to this land where native people have lived for over 10,000 years, we began to witness humans become out of sync with the land. And that's been a really scary thing for native people. And even though I've only been on this earth for almost 25 years, I've heard stories from elders in their 90s and their 80s who heard stories from their elders when they were in their 90s and their 80s and had seen this earth and this land in a completely different way. And Native people are storytellers. We thrive off of oral traditions. 
nothing is written down. Our languages just began getting written down recently, within the last 50 years, definitely not more than that. And so to hear stories from elders today who have seen so many changes, they talk about the changes all the time. It can be really heartbreaking and really inspiring at the same time, but also really discouraging because it's like, well, how do we even get back to that? How do we get so many people to see that we have to live we have to live differently. We have to treat our planet differently. We have to treat people differently. And when I traveled to Africa in 2017, people always ask if I was homesick during that time or if I felt uncomfortable because it is a big change. It's a third world country, continent, and they live their lives so differently than we do but the interesting thing was that I felt so at home there the vibration of joy and happiness and love that those people feel and that they exuberate from their bones is unimaginable it's something that I think about often especially during times like this Especially when I see people freaking out about toilet paper because it's just like, what? Toilet paper? Like, I get it. I I enjoy toilet paper also, but it's not a basic need. It's not a necessity. We can survive without it. And many people (laughs) for so long have survived without it. And many people today, still in this present moment that we're in right now, as you're listening to this, survive without toilet paper. And so I really hope that this time for Americans and for any privileged country in this world right now uses this time to see just how lucky we really are and just how privileged we really are and just how accessible things are to us. And it kind of freaks me out because I'm like, well, what would people do if grocery stores stopped happening? What would people do if they couldn't rely on the grocery store to get their food? That's a really big problem. And yes, it's so awesome to be able to just run to the grocery store and get the things that we need. But everything is so accessible to us that we have become dependent on our systems and on our government to provide for us. And that's just not the way that our ancestors, whether that be native or non-native, that's just not the way that they lived. They worked hard for their food. My people gathered, hunted, fished. They traveled with the seasons. They followed the food, where it was growing, when it was growing, according to the weather, according to the earth. And because of that, they were very in sync with the earth and they appreciated the earth and they took care of the earth because they depended on it. And because we're so dependent now on our grocery store system, 
it's also disconnected us from where our food actually comes from. Like how far, when you go to buy tomatoes, like where did those tomatoes come from? How did they get to the grocery store? Did they come on a semi-truck? Where did the semi-truck come from? Did it come from a plant? And before that, where did they grow? There's so many miles between our food and us now at this time, instead of just going out and getting that food ourselves. And I know I'm getting kind of rambly here, but it's a very interesting concept. <laughs> and we are, not self- we are not a self-sustaining culture anymore. And that's scary to me. I'm really thankful that my family has kept a lot of our traditional practices alive. Like digging different roots in the spring. But it's not our main food source anymore. And when I do gather those roots, it's usually, you know, we only gather enough because we have day jobs now we work five out of the seven days of the week it takes gas to get places to get those things to get those roots so we're only gathering enough to hoard in our freezers for the year to make sure that we have enough for our different ceremonies if a funeral comes up if another family might need those things because not every family does gather anymore So really, it's a scarce thing. But at the same time, those foods show up for us every year. And they have shown up for us every year. But we have, what we have also noticed, because of the way that we treat this earth, and the way that our climate is changing and adapting to the human beings on it now, and the things that we have, like cars and pollution... is that those seasons for those foods are getting shorter and they are coming sooner than they have in the past. And this is something that elders have been talking about for years. So for me, this time has really been a time for me to just be. And there's been a couple times that I've gotten a little bit scared because it's pretty frightening thinking about being pregnant during all of this and knowing that if I have to go to a hospital to have my baby, which is not my plan, my plan is to have my baby here at home, and I were to test positive for that virus, then my baby would be separated from me. And I don't think that's right. in any circumstance, especially knowing that when we breastfeed our babies, we're giving them antibodies and nutrients that are making them stronger. And the College of Midwifery, you know, they they have some different opinions on on that situation the virus situation and a mom testing positive and that's a huge reason of why I am choosing midwifery care versus um, western practice you know I just feel like my choice in that especially during this time I feel even more grateful to be able to birth my baby at home and that's been my plan this whole time 
because going to a hospital now, one, where they're getting flooded with sick people, but two, they aren't really allowing anybody to be there with the mother is pretty scary. And when I think about a lot of this, it's so much of it is out of fear. So much of it is out of the attempt to control. And that's what grosses me out, I think, about different government systems and practices is that it's based around fear and control. And I don't know, I don't know if whoever is listening to this agrees with me in that, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I've been wanting to, I'm still doing some work from home during this time, during the weekdays, but it's definitely not enough to keep my days full of work. And so I've been wanting to, you know, utilize this time to be creative and to write and to do all these things that I've been wanting to do, but I just haven't even had it in me. I've just been wanting to just hang out and literally rest and like I was saying earlier we're so accustomed to always going 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 always having something to do always having somewhere to be gotta go do this gotta do that and I just have no desire to force myself to do things right now and I think that that's part of this too is that (laughs) We as humans need to rest. We need to take time for ourselves. We need to slow down. We need to be with each other. We need to be in the present moment. And so I hope that this experience for you, yeah, it can be scary. Especially if we're really tuning into the media and social media and all those different outlets that are talking about this right now especially if we're looking at the death toll every day. It can take over our bodies and we feel that anxiety, especially if you're a sensitive person. Sometimes we just feel anxiety because everybody else is anxious around us. And I know that I experience that. And so taking the time to discern whether or not are these my feelings or are these someone else's feelings is really important during things like this. Figuring out What's making you feel good and what's not helping you is really important during times like this. We have to be able to stop, take a breath, look at our situation and figure out what's making me feel better and what's making me feel worse. Is me listening to the news constantly make me feel better or is it making me feel worse? I know for me, I don't really feel great when I listen to the news all the time. And I honestly don't even pay attention. I've been paying attention to the news now more than ever. And that I have in like the last five years because this concept of paying attention to the things that feel good versus the things that feel bad has been something that I've been living by for quite a while now. And so I just encourage you to think about those things, whether that may be maybe 
you know, maybe listening to the news is reassuring for you. You you feel better staying informed. And that's totally understandable. That's how my partner is. But I'm very different than that. And I know that something sometimes when I take things in that I can become very consumed with them and fixated on them. And I will sit in a puddle of anxiety for far too long. And I just don't want to live that way. So that's my little rant. My little check-in. This time can be very challenging for us. And uncomfortable. Regardless of how you're actually feeling, I think everybody is feeling uncomfortable in some way or another. It's a very interesting time. But remember that we're all going through it together, even though we might be separated. Try and stay in your body. Do things that make you feel good. And check on your friends, check on your family, especially check on your elders. Make sure that they have their needs met and that they're taken care of. Even just a phone call to them can really make a difference. And why don't we go ahead and close this out with just a quick breathwork activity, exercise. So wherever you are, just sitting up tall, lying down, standing. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Don't (laughs) do anything crazy like that. But I want to practice this um, breathing technique that's called box breathing. And so we're going to breathe in for four counts, hold it for four counts, breathe out for four counts, hold it for four counts, breathe in for four counts, etc. And I'll walk us through that. So sitting up nice and tall, feeling your body touching the surface beneath you, relaxing your shoulders away from your ears, unclenching your jaw. Becoming aware of the sounds around you. Taking a deep breath in. Two, three, four. Hold for two, three, four. Breathing out. Two, three, four. Hold two, three, four. Breathing in. Two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathing out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, last time, breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathing out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And just noticing how you feel, the difference in your breath, the quality in your breath, 
noticing if your body feels different. Noticing those spaces in your body that might feel a little bit tight. And just taking a deep breath and sending that space some oxygen. Allowing your mind and your body to rest just for this moment, just a couple moments in your day. When we control our breath in that way, it allows our bodies and our minds, our nervous system to calm down. And for me, I've been trying to practice my meditation and breath work like that every day during this time. It's very interesting that this virus is attacking the lungs, the respiratory system. So when we make an effort to focus on our breathing, to make our breath stronger, to appreciate our breath, to appreciate our lungs, to appreciate our body, it reminds us that we have that power And just finishing up, thinking of a few things that you're grateful for. Even if they're simple things like your favorite drink in the morning, waking up next to somebody that you love and care about, playing with your dog, any small thing that brings you a little bit of joy. And then thinking of one person that you care about. And as if you could connect a tube to you and them, you're sending this calmness and this love and this gratitude that you're feeling now directly to them. And it flows to them. when you're ready, you could open your eyes. You know, I've been wanting to have a guest on the podcast for quite a while now, and it just doesn't seem to work out. And so I'm okay with that. And I'm just taking this time to reflect on maybe it's okay that I'm just talking excuse my dog sneezing right now but I hope that whatever you needed to get from this today you got it and I hope that whatever you're reflecting on during this time you're able to Take it and turn it into your medicine. Call your loved ones. Check on them. Take some time for yourself. Do something you love. And we'll talk soon. <laughs>